0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to the 52-Bit Podcast. My name is Nitha, and this is a podcast where we talk about something either you or I or both of us want to talk about. This week, we'll have our final story time. I'm very excited. I started story time back in June, July. Whenever was the middle point of the 52-Bit Podcast, uh, and I promised once every two months we'd have a story time, Um, Just like the last one, I did not create a single story this time. So rather than randomly generating a number and telling you a story off of that, I found a random word generator and we'll be using that. I'll link it in case any of you want to use it, but it's just randomwordgenerator.com. I'm going to generate one word at a time. I'm using all word types. Uh, I did play around with this a bit in the beginning. And I can use non-English words, which is really cool. You can do Spanish, Hindi, Arabic, German, Russian, Chinese, uh, which I'm presuming is simplified Mandarin, but I don't know. Japanese, Korean, Latin, and Italian. Let me see. I'm going to generate... Oh, it's traditional Mandarin. Okay, well, I don't speak or especially read most of these languages at all one bit. So rather than doing that, I'm just going to use the random word generator to generate an English word, either a noun, verb, adjective, or extended word, whatever that means. As long as I know what that word means, I'll create a story based off of it or like bring up a time from my past and we'll we'll uh, just do that for like the next 15-ish minutes. Yep. So the first word we're going to do a story on is panel. I want to leave you guys with good stories, so this is a little hard because uh, I don't want them to be bad. I can tell you this one, though, because this is really funny. So I started going to conventions once I went to college. So I think it was third year of college, I'm thinking. I went to Momocon. If you don't know what Momocon is, it's a convention in Atlanta. And this was the first and only year I went to Momocon. I went for a single day. I liked it. I think the crowd at MomoCon was significantly younger than the crowd at DragonCon, which I'd gone to DragonCon. I think two or three years at that point and enjoyed it a lot. Um, except that DragonCon just has like too many people at it, but MomoCon was a lot less people, but also a lot of a lot of younger people. And when I say younger, I mean like children, like actual children. So, as somebody who was finally becoming like an adult, it's like very weird to hang around children. But a lot of my friends worked at Momocon. So I was like, I'll go to this one time. It should be fun. And it's like super cheap to go to Momocon. So you can just like show up. And it's it's not like 60 to $80 like it is for one day of DragonCon. Oof. So I went to Momocon one day. And I specifically remember there was a Digimon panel. And this was like really important at the time because... Digimon is a very big part of my childhood. As you know, Greenwell and I talked about this earlier on the podcast. Digimon has a really big place in both of our hearts. And around this time, new episodes of Digimon were coming out in Digimon Try. And I distinctly remember it was either the first or second episode that it came out. The Digimon were like digivolving. And when Digimon are digivolving, they have like this cool sequence where they go from like tiny to like huge and in it digimon are digital monsters so they're made of data and data is made of zeros and ones and i'm an electrical engineer There's like literally one of the first things they teach you is binary and so that's like always in my head and when the first episode happened and one of the characters was digivolving i saw the binary i was like oh it looks really pretty but instead of just zeros and ones there were also twos And I stuck onto this. I was like, what is with these twos? There's not twos in binary? That's ridiculous. Like, I don't understand. Like, I literally think I screamed in David's apartment when we saw it. I was like, that's not possible. Why are there twos? And this was set in my head for like months, like literal months from when we watched that first or second episode when that happened to the point that I got to Momocon and there was this panel with people who like we're answering pretty good questions. Like they had really thoughtful responses. And so I was like, all right, I get I'm probably like the oldest one here for this panel. And like besides like the people on the panel, and this is probably not a question a lot of people think about, but I have to ask somebody because I'd been talking about this so much. Like if you knew Greenwell, if you know our friend Thegis, who was on an episode of this podcast as well, and David, they've all been on the podcast. They basically everyone who I always talk about has always been on this podcast. But like If you know any of them, you know I did not shut up about this. Like I still to this day, you can tell in my voice, like I'm very mad about this still. Like the fact that Digimon put in zeros, ones and twos and like did not explain it because it was unsurprisingly a very big plot point. We had gotten like no information on it. So like I stepped up in the panel. I waited in line and I like asked them. I looked the people in the panel in the eyes and I was like, look, I know you probably also don't have the answer because I don't have the answer, but I was just wondering if you guys have any thoughts on the fact that when the Digimon are Digi evolving, there are also twos, not just zeros and ones. And one of the people in the panel was like, okay, I don't have any answers, but I want you to know this annoyed me as well. And I was like, thank you. Oh, my God. Because, you know, like, I did not get any answers that day. We obviously had a lot of speculation, but, like, just knowing that somebody else had, like, seen it and been like, that's not how that's supposed to be because they also worked in tech, I was like, thank you. I am happy we both saw this and, like, we're both like, that's not how that works. Ah, We need to fix that. So even though... Like, I did not get an answer that day. I, like, legitimately sat up there and was like, what is this? And that person was like, I also don't know. Ah! Suffice to say, like, a year later, once the episodes started coming out, because it came out in, like, six-month bursts, because it wasn't, like, 30-minute episodes. It was, like, basically, like, very short movies, like, hour-and-a-half-long episodes. Um, Once we got to, like, episode four, five, or six, they finally explained, and it was, like, one of the most quintessential plot points, but it drove me just up a wall like not a specific wall just a wall for like literally like a year and a half I was like I don't know what these twos are why are they here I hate this what is happening so yeah that's my panel story (laughs) I still shout out to the guy who talked to me from that panel I appreciate it because I was I was everywhere I was like I cannot with this this is absurd I was also like by far the oldest person like I think I asked that question and then somebody came up afterwards and was like hey who's your favorite Digimon though and but like it's definitely like this new Digimon right and I was like I don't watch the new like Gen 7 what's that (laughs) uh. so yeah it was it was wild so next story I'm just gonna refresh the page so I don't like randomly try to generate a bunch of things Okay, the word is center. I should have realized sometimes I'll get words that are not, like... Well, I guess they're all normal words, but, like, are not words I'm anticipating. So this one is center. I have to think of a story about center. I hate this. I... (laughs) Because of this year slash the past year and a half, the first thing that always comes to my head is the Center for Disease Control. I've never been to the CDC, surprisingly, because it's it's in Atlanta. You think I would go, but I, I don't think you can get in unless you like work there, which is good because I don't want to get into the CDC. I feel like then they would start making me make decisions and or make me listen to people making decisions and that, that stresses me out like a lot. I'll leave them to make decisions and tell me about it much later. I always have issues with centering things. So I'm also like a lot of things that are coming to my brain, like my mind right now are things that I'm like, did I center that? I don't know. Oh, uh, this is a very short story, I guess. But it keeps coming to my mind because driving always comes to my mind when I think of center, like staying in the center of your lane and everything. So I have a really old car. I have a 2004 Honda. And that was the car that I learned to drive on. And I love it. I love it to death. I don't know what I'm going to do when I have to give it up. Like, I'm not mentally prepared for that. But it was the family car, and I got it in 2019. So my parents had one other car. They had two cars when I was growing up. We bought them in, like, 2004 and 2005, and one of them was a Toyota Camry. And that is my mom's car. We sold it last year because it was not doing great, obviously, after 15 years. But my parents were down to one car when they gave me the Honda. And like, it was okay, I guess, but they definitely wanted to try to get back up to two. Hilariously, they're back down to one, but you know who's counting. And uh, my, my dad has always wanted to get like a slightly nicer car than what we had, but we ended up getting another Honda CRV. It just, it worked out that way. I, he really wanted like a Lexus ideally, but like just the Lexus dealerships were not working out. So we bought another Honda CRV in 2019 and the car is great except for the seatbelts in the back are not adjustable and are too high up and too forward. So they're not great. So just so you know, if you buy a Honda CRV, I think the models are like 2019 to 2021 or 2018 to 2020. Just be careful about who you put in the back seat because if they are not large enough, the seatbelt doesn't actually do anything. Like I can fit like, Three hands between like my collarbone and where the seatbelt sits, like just suspended in the air. So, not super safe, but nonetheless, the rest of the car is great. It works exactly as a CRV should. But because it is 15 years newer than my CRV, it has like all those new fancy gadgets and features that cars have. And I'd like never used before. So, when we bought this car, the person who worked there. Walked us through all of the new features in like maybe five minutes, like really quickly. And was like, oh, it's really intuitive. Just read the user manual. You'll get used to it, blah, blah, blah. And they let us drive off the lot with the car with all of the fancy features on. So like Bluetooth to enable like my dad's phone connecting, whatever. You know, the lane keep assist, the like all of the like fancy like cameras and everything, and all the like assistant things all on. And like for three people, my dad, myself, and my mom, who would like never driven with any of these fancy features. Cause the most recent car we had had to help buy was my brother's car, and his is from like the early 2010s. So like that doesn't even have the fancy features yet. It was like very overwhelming. And the first thing we did was we drove me from Missouri to Dallas. I don't remember why exactly, rather than me flying, but that was like the thing, was we drove me back to Dallas, and along the way, each of us drove. So my mom drove, I drove, and my dad drove, we were like, you know, testing out the car, And I had never driven with lane keep assist. We have since turned it off also. But like I, for the most part, keep to my lane. Um, But this day that we were driving through Oklahoma, it was very windy. So my car was being like pushed to the side. And so I was trying to correct um, and like get back in my lane as you do when you learn to drive and you're like, oh, I shouldn't go off the side of the road. I should just reset. So my goal with that is always to overextend because if the wind is pushing you like super hard, you need to overextend a little bit. And we were on like a very deserted road. So it was me, nobody else for like miles. But while I was doing that, the car was also trying to like fix me back into the center of the lane with the lane keep assist. It kept like beeping and moving me. And I was like, I don't know what to do because like as I would try to move the steering wheel, the car thought it knew best. So it would override me. And it would, like, just switch again. And I was like, I don't know what to do. What's going on? How do I fix this? So I spent, like, a solid hour, hour and a half fighting the wind and also my car to stay in the center of the lane until we figure out how to turn it off. And then we basically kept it off forever. Almost every feature in the car is, like, basically off. It's just too much. I do like the cruise control and the fact that you can keep how many cars lengths away you want to be from whatever is in front of you i think that's really cool that's the only thing we really still use but like a lot of the fancier things on cars now just kind of like freak me out so i'm not a fan i love my car though uh i have an i have an ancient car it's a 2004 i think i said Um, the only downside is because it's so old the entertainment system is also old and i say that hey shaitan if you're listening hi i had like never never really paid attention to it. I just kind of used the radio in it. But, like, you can't plug a phone in or anything. And I think my parents pulled out the CDs so they could put it in my mom's car. But my mom's car did not have cassette tapes. So we kept the cassette tapes in my old car. And when my roommate Chaitna moved in, she saw all the old cassette tapes and wanted to play one. And I didn't realize (laughs) that the cassette player was in bad shape. I thought it was fine. Um, so she popped in a cassette tape And it got stuck There's no way to get it out It's just in there I have no idea which cassette tape we've lost forever But it's, it's kind of funny, honestly um, I never expected that to happen So yeah, that's how old my car is though In case you need like a metric Hey Chaitna, hope you're doing well Hope you're enjoying the end of this podcast Heyo <laughs> Alright, that's my center story Mostly just musings, I guess Let's go on to the next word. I know I said I wasn't going to like refresh, but I got so and I was like, okay, well, that's a word, I guess. So isn't like sewing the yard, you know, (laughs) this says public. So the next word is public. So this is a very specific story, which I guess somebody may be able to relate to maybe, but I was thinking of my freshman year of high school. So I don't know if like book requirements have changed, but From what I remember freshman year of high school, in English class, we had to read Romeo and Juliet and also To Kill a Mockingbird. And in To Kill a Mockingbird, they make a very specific point to say that like the dad, who is also like the lawyer, is the same in public as he is in private in his house. Like his kids see the same exact version of him that everybody else does. Don't ask me if that's accurate or not. I literally do not remember that much about that book. But I do remember thinking that was very weird. That's not the point of this story. But just kind of thinking everything in that book was a little strange. And the book, To Killing a Mockingbird, we actually like didn't feel like we didn't get regularly tested over it. Like as normal people would or normal classes would, where you'd just like get a test My teacher also gave us the option at some point instead of making a test to like make a map of the city um, of how we viewed it in our head um, and we would get points based on how accurate it was and I distinctly remember doing this Um, I bring this up because it like it was very weird. I spent a lot of time reading this book just to try to understand how the location was laid out because I think this was around the time that books started also coming out with maps along with them. So that was very big in like the Inheritance series and stuff. So that was like any fantasy book you would see like a map along with it almost like it was your own little tabletop role-playing game. And this one was really hard for me to kind of imagine in my head. I like very strongly have that like visual memory to like kind of map things out like very corporeally. But this city like this like town was like really, really hard. So I remember on the day that we ended up giving presentations about our maps, like you'd expect all the maps to look like pretty similar, right? Um mine was like very different. Like I think I ended up putting like the things that were like supposed to be south and down the road, like to the east And, like, my town was more bunched together than everybody else's. And, like, my map also, I think, was just twice as large, even though the things on it were, like, smaller. Like, it was very weird. But nonetheless, I really enjoyed that class, (laughs) even though I was very bad at the projects. That teacher really made it fun. He, surprisingly... His son was still going to school with us. His son was two years older than us. Two, three, I don't know. But that teacher, hey, Mr. Rohrbach, if you ever hear this podcast somehow, hey, I hope you're doing well. Um, you were one of my favorite teachers in high school. You're great. He put up with us so much. Like, I distinctly remember we were the same in public as we were everywhere else. I guess school is public, but like, my class was like maybe four or five people. Like, there really weren't many of us. I don't know why, but specifically that class was very small. And we, like, used to hide before the bell rang, like, in his class. And I thought I was slick. I thought I was, like, really cool and he would never find us. But, like, you could tell he knew exactly what we were doing and he played along. Like, it was just a very fun class, which is, like, really surprising because most of the people in that class were not people I, like, regularly hung out with or thought were my friends. They were just people who were in my grade and... You know, I went to a small enough school that, like, you have to get along. (laughs) So it it still ended up being really fun. And I guess we were the same in public as we were in private. Or everyone was lying. Who knows? I was the same. This is a weird time. All right. The next word is welcome. All right. Well, like a welcome mat, like a welcome sign on a state. Like uh, like the word welcome when you say hello to some... I don't know. I feel like most of the time when I hear welcome, it's like once I'm complaining about something, about the place I'm located in, and somebody says, well, welcome to blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, I've been here so long. <laughs> like every time I complain about something related to Texas or Dallas, especially the heat, because I always complain about the heat because I am constantly hot. With, I do, just side note, I'm filming this on... December 10th, well, that's December, right? Like, that should be fall, almost wintertime, right? It's 80 degrees Fahrenheit. That's, like, 26 degrees Celsius. I just, like, why? But, like, every time I do that or, like, something that's just, like, very obvious or, like, something that is just very, like, everybody knows the thing about the place I'm in, they're like, oh, well, like, you're welcome. Welcome to blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, yeah, thanks. I know. I just wanted to complain. 80 degrees In December, I can't, I can't. I don't, when do I get to wear denim and not feel bad? Who knows? It's been very on and off. I think I've worn denim like maybe once or twice here this year. I need to buy linen pants. Anyway, story about the word welcome. There's also you're welcome, but that's a song from Moana. Moana, side note, is my favorite um, Disney princess. Love her. She's great. Oh, side note, I heard Disney made a Disney Channel original movie about a south asian and a south asian girl and she's what is it she's djing that just sounds really cool i would i think i should watch that the very unrelated comment but i heard that came out recently and that sounds really cool i wish i had that when i was a kid i don't know if it's good or not but to be honest most disney channel original movies are not that great so i i feel like they I feel like Disney Channel original movies fall into a very specific category of childhood that, like, they're either really good or really bad, but it doesn't matter because they are very much a quintessential part of, like, that growth period as a child if you grew up with Disney Channel. And so, like, it doesn't matter if it's a good or bad movie. It's it's a decom, so, like, you know, it's whatever. So this this comes to my head, like, quite often, actually, when I'm thinking about it. Um, We drive like everywhere. My family does because we're from the Midwest. And so to get anywhere, you basically have to drive slash it's equally as efficient to drive, especially when you have, you know, three or four family members like cost wise and just like emissions wise. It just makes sense to drive from where you're going. So when I was in my senior year of high school and trying to figure out where to go to college, I applied to... 12 places. I don't know. It was an excessive amount. I definitely wasn't going to go to that many colleges. I definitely wouldn't suggest applying to that many because it was just a lot of work. Looking back, though, as an 18 year old, it didn't feel like anything. I don't know. It's very weird. But uh, I narrowed it down once I got all of my acceptances, rejections, and the one wait list for some reason. I narrowed it down to three schools. I knew I didn't want to go to college in Missouri, where I was from. So I uh, chose between. My three, like, target schools, I guess. You know, you have safety, target, and reach schools. So my three target schools were Georgia Tech, Purdue, and UIUC. Obviously, spoilers, I went to Georgia Tech for both my undergrad and master's. Done. Um, But at the time, I didn't know which one I wanted to go to. So my dad and I went on a road trip to go visit all three in that order. Georgia Tech, Purdue, UIUC. The actual colleges do not matter. Obviously, I chose Georgia Tech. doesn't really matter. But uh, the one thing I remember was it was the first time I drove from Missouri to Georgia, to Atlanta specifically. And because it was just me and my dad, it wasn't like we had my mom or my brother. For once, we actually just kind of went at our own pace. And I distinctly remember we stopped in this town And my dad can correct me if I'm wrong. Dad, if you're listening, please correct me if I'm wrong. This was the first time we drove from Missouri to Atlanta, and we definitely made that trip quite a few times after that. But this was, like, the first time Dad and I had driven there, and we also were, like, alone, so we didn't have Neil or Mom. So we took our time, and along the way we stopped, obviously for gas quite a few times, because at that point we were driving the car that is now mine, which was from which was from 2004, so clearly it's going to take a lot more gas than the new 2019 one. But this was, what, 2012, 2013 when we went, so we had to stop for gas. And I distinctly remember, I think we stopped in Metropolis, Illinois. I say this because we, at the gas station, were able to take a photo at a Superman cutout. And I think the only place on the road down from Missouri to Atlanta that there would be Superman would be Metropolis because Superman is from Kansas. So it doesn't really make sense for him to be in, like, Kentucky or Tennessee or anywhere. But that was really cool. I remember a lot about that trip, surprisingly. It, like, sticks out a lot in my head, not just, like, going to see the colleges because that was, like, important but didn't matter much. But we, you know stopped at that gas station, um, obviously saw all the welcome signs, right? The welcome to Illinois, welcome to Kentucky or Tennessee, welcome to Georgia. when we went up to Indiana, so we saw all those. And then we came back down to Illinois and then Missouri. But I remember like a couple instances in Georgia with like the hotel we were staying at and like the driving And like going all the way up to Indiana and like the places we got food. And we actually saw one of my best friends from high school when we were on this trip because he went to UIUC. So like this trip is pretty memorable in my head. I think I remember a lot more about it than I do quite a few trips. But yeah, that was really fun. My dad's favorite superhero, at least when I was growing up, was Superman. So that is really cool. I was really happy we were able to see that. Awesome. I'm going to do one more because I feel like I'm probably running very long on time. So let's just randomly generate one more word. So this word is spider. I don't know if I have any interesting spider stories. I, I'm not afraid of spiders. I'm not really afraid of any bugs. I'm afraid of things that move faster than me, but more like I'm afraid of the fact that my brain can't comprehend them as fast as I want them to. So it's just mainly I don't like being unuseful. But most spiders, and I don't interact, to be honest. Oh, I do have a cute story, Um, I guess. It's not related to like real spiders, but one of my favorite YouTube channels is Lucas the Spider. I don't remember when I first found it, but it's an animator who like animates and then I think either they're like their toddler son and or nephew and or child in their life that is a toddler will say the the like lines and then, you know, it goes with the animation. It's very cute. It's very cute. I have a friend, Lucas. You guys know Lucas. Hey, Lucas, if you ever find this podcast, hi, how you doing? Please start a podcast. I would love to listen to you have a podcast. That would be great. I don't know when it started because uh, this this web series is like pretty old at this point, at least a couple of years. And I think is to the point where they're going to have their own TV show and or movie, which is great. But at some point I just started linking Lucas the spider on YouTube to Lucas. And like when I did it, there were like monthly new videos. So it was always very exciting. I was like, I just have to wait a month and I can post to Lucas's Facebook page. And I got really excited to do this. This was back when I feel like Facebook was like really big for actual human interaction and not just... Targeted ads and occasional events. So I did this very consistently, and just I don't don't know if Lucas ever watched all of them or not, but they're like very entertaining videos, and I remember being like very set on being like I'm gonna watch all of these. They are just a joy. But yeah, that's my that's my short one. So I will give you guys one more story that is, I guess, interesting. We'll see, and then we'll be done. Okay. So the last word is bus. I rode the bus a lot as a kid. I didn't do it in high school much, my first high school, just because I always had band in the morning and then either had like drama club or academic bowl or something else in the evening and just always got picked up. But I did definitely ride it home in middle school. And I think in elementary school, I rode it to school and rode it back. It just by middle school made more sense for my parents to drop me off because the middle school was like open at 7 a.m and it was easier because my parents used to like wait to see me get on the bus and then leave so they could drop me off at like 7 and then be gone that was just easier but I'm trying to think also yeah I used to get up so early (laughs) I can't imagine getting up at seven. I like any getting up early is exhausting. But, you know, back in the olden days of being a child, I used to get up really early and I took the bus. One time I was specifically thinking about is when I thought I was being cool in elementary school. I very much knew I wasn't cool. I I think in middle school, I thought I was cool. And then by high school again, I was like, I'm not cool and I'm OK with it. But like middle school, I think I thought I was cool because, you know, just in just like you think it is in middle school you start like being able to sit more in the middle slash back of the bus and I thought the further in the back of the bus you got the cooler you got because we always dropped the high school students off first and would come and drop everybody else off later because the elementary school and the like preschool and middle school were all right next to each other when I was growing up so the elementary school kids actually got dropped off last and because of that the like coolest elementary school kids would like go to the back of the bus to, once the high school students and then the middle school students were gone. And I always wanted to sit at the back of the bus, but I was never the coolest. So by the time I hit middle school and I could sit like in the middle of the bus, I thought I was like really, really cool. And I, I'm sorry, this is just really funny to me. At some point when I was in middle school, I was at home and I tried to make myself some like frozen chicken. Like I tried to heat it up in our like small microwave oven, not like a microwave, but like a a convection oven, I guess. It's like the one that sits on your countertop, convection oven, conventional oven. I don't know, but it was like that small oven and I like knew how to use it, but I was not super careful. And I also like didn't read the instructions. So I like put these like chicken strips in the oven and like didn't wait for it to preheat and then it beeped and I tried to turn it off but it just preheated so I turned it back on and tried to cook it and like every like two minutes was checking it and like would cut through the chicken to see if it was done which like I at that point didn't know they were like pre-cooked so when I opened them and they were like white I was like isn't this done but like that's not how it works because it was still cold So I like had to cook these like three to four to maybe seven times. And in one of those times, I was not careful and I actually burned myself. So I burned myself two places. One was between my pointer and middle finger knuckles on my right hand. And the second part was like a little further down on my arm past my wrist. And I'd gotten burned on like the tray. So the burn marks... They weren't super hard. It was like a first degree burn. Um, The skin peeled off, whatever. But the burn marks, because I'd touched the tray and gotten burned, looked really cool. It looked like I'd basically like gotten like either scratched by like a cat, but like not a cat. Like it looked thicker than that. Or like gone through like some bushes or something and like got hit by like a metal like fence or something. Like it looked really cool being from such a like very boring specific thing and so when I got on the bus on like Monday and like had that I like I thought I was cool right so I like pulled up my sleeves and like you know was sitting on one seat and putting my legs on the other like bent like so I was like blocking the whole aisle and like put my arms up and like was talking to like somebody on the bus and then like every time I would like basically try to make my arm like super obvious to the people around me and people would ask and they'd be like oh how'd you get that and I was like oh you know I just like happened and they were like oh did you like do this 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 I was like no it was it was something different and like at some point I had like one or two friends on the bus and they asked me (laughs) like they were like oh what happened oh my god are you okay like what happened and I was like oh I burnt myself like making some chicken and they looked at me like I was I was ridiculous they were like shut up like you're not cool (laughs) and like I said it and I was still on the bus I didn't realize that so like the people I was being like so nonchalant to like looked at me like I was like a weirdo they were like what are you doing I was like I'm just trying to be cool okay (laughs) suffice to say it didn't work Um, I hope that was like the turning point that made me realize I was not quote unquote cool which is like completely fine I cool sounds overrated to be honest but I think when I was 14 I wanted to be cool you know I think I was like 12 honestly but I am cool in my own way I don't fit the regular definition of cool and I'm very okay with that now 12 year old me though was just was just really trying and i appreciate her effort but like oof so that's my bus story (laughs) i sometimes forget about that now but i'll like look down at my hand and and like see like very faint scars sometimes or like it almost looks like it's still there and i'll just kind of giggle to myself but yeah those are all my stories this week that's the end of story time i guess so we have a couple more episodes left. We are having Harrison on for an episode. That's exciting. We have Connor coming on for an episode. Also exciting. And then we have the last episode. So yeah, thank you all so much for joining me for story time, featuring a random word generator. That's it for this week. If you have any comments, questions, concerns, funny jokes, um, better stories than I told today. Message me at 52 underscore bit podcast on Twitter or 52bitpodcast at gmail.com. The 52 in both of those is numeric. And yeah, that's it. Thank you all so much for listening this week. I hope you have a lovely, lovely weekend. Stay safe, stay warm, Um, you know, in case it's colder than Dallas because it's 80 degrees here. Um, Wow, it went up to 82 while I was filming. I hate this. Oh, it's so warm. Uh, Anyway. And thank you all so much for listening. Have a lovely weekend and I'll talk to you later. Bye.